0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and I'm super glad that you're joining in today. You are listening to an Enlighten Me mini episode, which is just an episode with me where I take a few minutes to talk about ways we can live a little more mindfully. If you're listening to this episode in real time, I'm most likely still recovering from my recent delivery, so this is a pre-recorded episode, but it's something that I think is a super interesting topic and one that's even more relevant to me now, especially as a mom. We are talking today about cow's milk alternatives. Many of us have heard over late about how lactose intolerance is more common than we realize, and it kind of makes sense, okay? Cows produce milk for the purpose of feeding their young, and yet we're the only species that drinks another species' milk, and we're also the only species that drinks milk for life. It's kind of strange when you think about it, right? According to the FDA, we lose enzymes to process dairy products as we age, which, again, makes sense because we were only meant to be drinking our mother's milk when we were young. It's estimated that up to 50% of adults have lactose intolerance where they have trouble processing dairy products, and that number is even higher in African-American and Asian populations. Something else that I learned with having kids is that cow's milk proteins are quite large compared to other types of proteins and can cause problems during digestion. The University of Rochester Medical Center reports that for infants, digesting cow's milk proteins can actually cause injury to stomach and intestines. So, the research is out. Digesting dairy can be problematic for a lot of us. Now, I'm not here to say that you have to cut out dairy completely, but reducing it can have a lot of benefits. And milk is one really easy way to do that. Don't get me wrong, I love my cheese and my ice cream, although there are lots of really good vegan ice creams out there. But as adults and even as children, we don't need to be drinking milk like we were led to believe we should be many years ago. Many of us can remember the iconic Got Milk campaign that started in the 90s, and this is a marketing technique to get people to drink and buy more milk. It's not because we actually need milk to survive, right? There are a few main nutrients that cow's milk does provide, like calcium, protein, and fat, but there are plenty of other ways to get those in your diet. And in my opinion, we should really be drinking more water than a big glass of milk. Something else worth considering is the environmental factor of milk also. You've probably heard me talk about the environmental impact of eating beef and other animal products, but dairy products are just as much of a culprit. According to the BBC in 2020, cattle agriculture requires more water and land and has a much higher carbon emissions output than plants do. For example, they report that there are nine square meters of land needed to produce just a liter of dairy milk, compared with less than one square meter for plant-based milks. There's a lot of interesting statistics that they report on the environmental impact of dairy farming, so I'm going to link the article in the show notes in case you want to read more in-depth. And it also contains a lot of good information about health impacts of non-dairy milks versus cow's milks. But I want to jump into what some of the best alternative options are. If you're looking for something to replace the cream in your coffee or the milk in your cereal or if you're a parent to Littles and have been told that you need to start giving your kiddos cow's milk, here are a few great options and most of the information here I got from UW Medicine, which I'll also link in the show notes. So the first one is one that many of us are familiar with, which is soy milk. Soy milk has a similar amount of protein to cow's milk, so that's why it's a really popular option. There are actually a lot of soy-based products out there that have a lot of protein, like tofu and edamame, and they can be delicious, and soy milk is pretty affordable too, so it is a great option. There are some fears concerning soy milk that you may have heard about, and I wanted to look this up just so I was sure. According to Harvard Med, make sure that you check your labels and only consume whole soy foods. So certain products contain soy isoflavone supplements and soy protein isolate. That last one is really familiar if you are a protein powder consumer or power bar eater. But these two supplements are estrogen-like chemicals that can really mess with your hormones. So you want to make sure you check your ingredient labels to avoid those. But the good news is most soy milks and other products like edamame and tofu should be safe enough to eat. But again, read your labels. I can't preach that enough. The second option is oat milk. Oat milk contains a good amount of protein and fiber, not as much protein as soy milk, but still it has a good amount and it's probably the cheapest and definitely the most sustainable to farm. So that one's a really great option. Another good one is coconut milk. Now coconut milk doesn't have much protein or calcium, but it is high in fat, which can be great for kids. And in my personal opinion, it's a great option for the coffee cream replacement because I find that it's usually thicker and creamier than other milks. And one other milk alternative i wanted to mention is pea protein milk this is actually newer on the market but another great option if you're looking for what to give your kiddos pea protein milk is usually fortified and will be combined with nut milks when you buy it in the store so there are a lot of nutrients and a good amount of protein that are added to it Now, this isn't all the options, there are actually quite a few more still out there like hemp milk, rice milk, cashew milk, the list goes on and on. But I just wanted to point out a few that have the most nutrients and that can be the most accessible for most people. You might be thinking, wait, you skipped almond milk. Well, that's because almond milk is actually not recommended by many health practitioners as it doesn't have as much protein as we tend to think. Almonds and almond butter do have a lot of nutrients, but almond milk is unfortunately mostly just water, so a lot of the protein gets left out. Plus, it's the least sustainable outside of cow's milk to farm because of the water it requires to harvest almonds and the pesticides needed that are hurting the honeybees. So almond milk is not a recommended go-to from me, nor from many health professionals. All in all, it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're worried about your protein consumption, choosing a soy or oat milk may be right for you. If it's calcium you're looking for, look for a fortified pea protein milk, or do some research on what other high calcium foods you can incorporate into your diet, like beans and leafy greens. If you're trying to figure out what's best for your toddler who's transitioning from best milk, maybe a high fat coconut milk is the best option for you. I highly recommend talking to your pediatrician about it and figuring out what will work well. I do want to caution you to look out for added sugar, though, especially in the flavored milks. A lot of milks will come as a vanilla flavor, and a lot of times they have added sugar, which is just really unnecessary in my opinion. Also, look out for glyphosate, which is a herbicide. Again, read your labels. You will never hear me say that enough. Personally, we've taken the approach of alternating milks that we use, and usually that just depends on what's on sale at the store. So some weeks we'll get cashew milk, some weeks we'll get oat milk, some weeks we'll get coconut milk. And that way I know we're getting a good mixture of all kinds of nutrients, and I'm not too worried about it that way, and my pediatrician has encouraged me that that's a great approach. Now, I would be remiss in this episode if I did not mention the super cost-effective option of making your own milk and not even having to buy it at the store. This method can be done with oats, hemp, cashews, almonds, and nearly any other ingredient. If you think about your store-bought milk alternatives, the primary thing that these companies are adding is water, so why not just add it yourself? Again, if you're looking to supplement for yourself or for a little one, this may not be the best option for you because you can buy the fortified milk alternatives, but if you're just looking for something to add to your coffee or your cereal each morning, this is a great method. Like I said, all you need is water and your other main ingredient. And depending on what ingredient you choose, your proportions might change. But for oat milk, I'm gonna use that as an example. I do four to one ratio. So four cups of water per one cup of oats. All you're gonna do is blend those ingredients together using a blender or food processor and then drain out the pulp. You can get a nut milk bag to do this or just use a thin flour sack towel to squeeze out all the milky goodness. And then you can compost or toss the pulp or use it in your baking. So easy, right? That's literally all you need. There are a few extra things you can add for flavor if you like, such as salt or honey or maple syrup if you like it a little sweeter. Or if you want your milk to be a little thicker, you can add vanilla bean paste or coconut oil or add in some cashews. That's a great thickening agent. Those are all just optional though. You can make it however you like so so easy right it may take a little research to figure out what's right for you but as you can see there are lots of healthy cheap and easy options that are better for you and better for the planet than your typical two percent milk All right, friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. I would love to hear if you have a favorite type of non-dairy milk or even a recipe for making your own that you want to share with people. Maybe you've perfected it to be just the right amount of creaminess, and I would love to hear it if so. Make sure you check out the show notes for links to connect with me and share those recipes, and also for the links that I referenced today with the research. Check out my website. And don't forget, there will be a new episode airing this Thursday, so you want to make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that. Okay, thank you again so much for tuning in to the Enlighten Me podcast. Leave a review, leave a rating for the show, subscribe to the show, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.